So a perfectionist walks into a bar. Apparently, it wasn't set high enough. Welcome to Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Well, well, here we are again. It's really, really interesting to be back back behind this microphone and in a whole new world and a whole new place. I am no longer in Los Angeles. For those of you who are just now picking up on this, I have moved to Estes Park, Colorado, where I am doing magic tricks and doing seance, uh, theatrical seance performances for the spookiest hotel in the world, the Stanley Hotel. Stanley was uh, the inspiration for Stephen King's book, The Shining, and I'm sure most of you have heard about that one. Um, I will tell you that it is some of the most beautiful country I've ever lived in. Uh, Very peaceful, very gentle, and uh, I'm having a great time doing the work that I'm doing. So, I thought, inspired by the beauty around me, it might be time to pick up this mantle again and get back on the airwaves. I hope a few of you are listening, and I hope that you are enjoying what I'm putting forth. Here's a story. So let me give you a little background on this, because this is uh, this is one of those. Um, stick a pin in this one, because it's going to go in the book eventually. My seance performances, my the, the well, the show is called 13, and it is a theatrical seance set up in the Stanley Hotel. We have uh, decked out a room of historical artifacts. And when I say we, I'm talking Aidan Sinclair's group and myself have uh, have, uh, put a lot of historical artifacts and some really interesting things to make this room have a certain feeling about it. The audience size is 12, plus me, that makes 13, and hence the name for the seance. Uh, it, it fell into my lap in a, in a very in a very quick manner, and I'll tell you that story sometime coming up soon. But here's this one. When you buy a ticket to be a part of this program, there are certain things you have to tick off before you are, well, quite frankly, allowed to buy the ticket. One of them is that you not have a recent bereavement in your family. My show is very emotional and has very um, some very vulnerable parts to it, and it can be overwhelming to the wrong state of mind if you're if you're not uh, well girded and, and guarded about you know there is of course drama and tension, but I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I don't want anyone uh, to be stricken by grief because of what I'm putting forward in my little room. So you you tick that off. And you, you are, it is made very clear to you that I am not going to try to contact one of your uh, departed, someone that has left this plane, gone on to the next one. I am not going to try to raise your dead to speak to you. That's not part of what we're putting forward here. And another one of the boxes is that you will not do any video or audio recording during the program. Now, you can take all the pictures you'd like. In fact, we encourage you to snap as many pictures as you'd like, and should anything unexpected show up in the photograph, I would really like to see what it is, which has led to some very interesting moments. 
Um, a lady showed me a photograph she took of me during a seance, and it appears that my face is bleeding from along, right along the top of my, uh, my scalp. And it shows up in a couple of different pictures, and then it just doesn't, isn't there anymore. And, uh, and I never was. I never, uh, I never had any kind of a wound. But uh, interesting, kind of spooky, very cool. So it's made very clear to you, and I even reiterate at the very beginning of the program that, yes, you can take all the pictures you want. You can take pictures of me. You can take pictures of anything in the room. But please, no audio or video recording. That is strictly prohibited. So we had a wannabe influencer, and this person purchased a ticket for both them and their uh, child who was turning 18 years old. The, the, the program is 18 and up, um, and very strictly on that as well. But her child was turning 18, and they wanted to do, according to what they told us, they wanted to do something nice and, and, and unexpected. So they came to the Stanley Hotel, and they took the tours, and they appeared to have a fairly good time. <clears throat> and we started the program, and they came in last minute. I mean, they came in right before the doors were about to close and got their seats, and they, the, the influencer was sitting next to me at the table. Well, I got started, I got going, and all at once there's a knock on the door and the key is opening the door. And that doesn't happen. That's not a, that is not a, a normal occurrence. The, the, the staff outside stay outside. Uh, but here they are, they're opening the door and they're coming in and security is with them. And the hostess goes right to this influencer sitting next to me and says, you are live streaming. And that is prohibited. Well, influencer person goes, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing anything like that. And our hostess tells them, we've been listening to you. We, uh, we got an anonymous phone call that you were live streaming during the seance and being real sneaky about it. And so we tuned into your YouTube channel and we heard you. We heard you going on. We could hear Hannibal's voice and you're busted. So they take a look at their phone, and they're like, oh, my, that was totally by accident. I didn't know. I must have hit the button by accident. And the title of the live stream was, live stream was Secret Seance with Hannibal. So, right. Yeah, it was an accident. Sure it was. Um, so they turned it off. They put their phone away. And I was asked if I wanted them to leave, if I wanted to you know, kick them out. And I thought about it for about a half a second, and I should have probably thought of it, about it longer. But I thought, all right, it's the kid's birthday. The parent tried to pull a sneaky one, but got busted, so there's not really any harm. So, yeah, let him go. Let it, let it happen. Let, you know, I, I can control the situation. I, am, I have good crowd control. I'm very proud of, uh, of what I've got going on there. So I thought, all right, give him one more chance. Let the kid, you know, have their moment, have their birthday. And everything went fine. We had a very, very good event. Um, some, some really great things were happening. I did not allow the influencer to participate in anything that went on. But I did show their kid uh, a good show, gave them a good show, let them participate a little bit. And it all turned out really, really beautifully. Okay, so 
I do some poster signing, and that, that everything's over, and everybody you know leaves to go back their own way, and they start live streaming again. So we decided we'd listen in while we're while we're cleaning up the room, putting things back together for the next night's uh, seance. We started listening to the to the uh, live stream, and this influencer was was lamenting the fact that uh, we caught them. Um, they did praise the show. I got some. I got some really good quotes. I uh, I recorded some of their quotes on their public live stream, so I've got some. I've got some nice accolades I might use in my own advertising down the road. Don't know. Hard to say. But at any rate, uh, they went on and on about someone anonymously calling in, and they knew who it was, and they were very angry that the birthday got spoiled. And I thought, always spoiled was you stealing my material to broadcast free to whoever was listening to your channel. And my friends, my the, the, the seance costs $100 a seat. So they were stealing a large amount of, or attempting to steal, because security made them erase what they had on their phone. So, et cetera, et cetera. But then at the very end, she, pardon me, the influencer said, well, next time I know, I'm just going to, I'll just record it, and then I'll upload it later rather than doing a live stream. And at that point, uh, their name went on a list, their email went on a list, and they will not be able to purchase a ticket to come and see my seance again. And if I notice them coming to the room, and I will notice them coming to the room because there are only 12 seats, and I know people, uh, they, they will be summarily turned out. A little disappointed in the human condition, but, you know, nice try. Better luck next time. And I'm certainly glad that uh, your kid enjoyed the program that they got. All right, so I put up on the Patreon last week when I first uh, announced that I was coming back. Uh, by the way, the Patreon gets this podcast uh, first, and then 10 days after the um, the Patreon gets it, it goes public. So if you would like to hear my pearls of wisdom a little bit earlier, go and uh, sign up uh, at, at my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash magicartist. Pretty easy. So I, I asked uh, if anyone had any questions or anything they'd like to hear me address at this podcast. And my, my friend Ted Loring, who is probably the oldest friend I have in the world, and some of the stories we could tell together and some of the things we have done and, and been through together, uh, it's been a very rich friendship, and I, I treasure the memories I have with him. He is, a, he is a farmer now in Oklahoma and living his best life. Um, once upon a time, we shared an office, and we, we wrote jokes, and we wrote plays, and he wrote music, and... and uh, we smiled at the world and the, and the benefits that it was giving us and no idea what the path was going to be, but man, uh, you've been there the whole time for me and I'm, I'm glad you were there. So Ted writes, uh, said, I have some questions. Um, you know what? I'm going to take these a couple at a time, I guess. What is the peak season where you are? Well, the peak season runs here in Estes Park at the Stanley Hotel from Memorial Day all the way through New Year's Eve. Uh, that is our on season. Um, beyond that, the snows start coming. It becomes very difficult to get up here to where we are, a little bit isolated. We keep the shows running throughout the winter. 
but on a much smaller schedule uh, than uh, than during the on season. By the way, Memorial beginning Memorial Day forward, I will be doing six nights a week and three sessions per night uh, in the seance chamber. Um, probably pretty. It's probably pretty there all year round. I guess. Oh man, it is so beautiful. The summers are so green. And the, and the beauty of the Rocky Mountains surrounds this entire property. It is really, really, truly amazing. I, I'd really love to show it to you sometime. Hope you can get up here maybe someday. Um, and then in the wintertime when the snows cover the tops of the mountains, it's just, I mean, the word I'm going to use is wonderland. Uh, as cliched as that sound, as, as it sounds, it's, it's beautiful. It is amazing and it's, it's breathtaking. Um... Do you think your performances will be different based on how busy the season is? Yes, because I'll be putting three sessions in a night, they will be timed a little bit more rigidly than would be the off-season when I've got a little more leeway going back and forth. The The program, the, the thir 13, the seance show, uh, changes every every single time because a lot of it leans on the personalities and the stories that get told by the audience members. We actually make them a part of the seance itself. Now, we don't, like I said before, we don't make any imitations of, of, a, of drawing forward their departed, but we do allow them to tell stories or encourage them to tell stories about people that they care about and that they love that, uh, that have moved on from here. Okay, here's a tough one. How do you read an audience? What are some of the things you notice that cause you to pivot or adjust the performance? Well, I look at how they dress to come to this intimate show. They are in a in a, a, a starred hotel. You know, it's a very famous place, and the price tag for staying in the Stanley is is not inexpensive. Uh, they are, by and large, the well-to-do and the and the, the people that have come up maybe to go skiing in different parts of Colorado and have come by here because of the historic aspect of the Stanley. So I look at the way they're dressed, the way they carry themselves, mostly the way they treat the other people around them. Uh, you can kind of tell when someone um, doesn't want to come to the seance. There, there are people who will buy a ticket and their husband or their wife or their friend doesn't really want to go, but they talk them into it because they don't want to go by themselves. So you can kind of tell those people in, the, in their demeanor. I am always in the room when they come in, and I try to try to establish a rapport with them. I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll ask them about, you know, how long are they staying, and have they taken any of the tours, and where did they come from? And I kind of loosen them up and get them to talk about themselves. And when they start talking about themselves, then I can, if I, if you listen, if you if you pay attention to what is important to them then you can you can actually feed everything they've told you right back to them a little bit later and it'll be like you've been friends forever so that's that's what i listen for and that's what i notice uh ted says i ask this because i have been singing and playing for some folks 65 and up while they have lunch i want it to be the best possible experience for them well if i were in your shoes and you've got an audience of mature citizens i would i would Something that I noticed a street performer doing back in my day as a street performer is that they would 
write a song or they would have a song in their arsenal that they could switch up some of the lyrics to. And they would use that opportunity to complement the uh, the outfits that someone would that's a lovely brown that's a lovely blouse mrs brown um i see you've been you're you're looking very pretty today is that a new dress stuff like that so it becomes a little bit more personal a little bit more intimate for the people that you are performing for um i don't know that you if you know them uh, personally if it's the same people you're performing for again and again or if they are new people every time they, that you that they come to your show, but the more you make it personal, the more you, the more you, we all okay. I mean, let me let me put it this way. Sorry for hemming on this one, but uh, we all share a lot of the same personal experiences. And as artists, and I do consider you to be a, a great one, um, we share the things that. One, make us happy, or two, trouble us, or three, have become very specific photographs in the volume of our memory. And if you pull on those things, if you sing about your passions and, and be honest about it, if you sing about your, your failures and your troubles and the things that came along and how you overcame those, you will reach people in a very personal space um but as far as like breaking the ice goes or getting them to notice what you're doing i do highly recommend uh, making them a part of the program I, I don't know if you do sing-alongs i don't know i'd really love to talk to you more about the kind of program you're putting that on and i'd really love to see you uh i'd, I'd really love to see you play again my friend it has been a very very long time since i watched you play and i will say that once upon a time, you used to play the keyboards and the piano with so much of your joy. I mean, it, it, it just came through. You became a part of the instrument, and you became a part of the music, and your enthusiasm and the, 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 the expression on your face and the way you would dance it was very moving and very inspiring. And I know that if, if that's what you're doing, uh, they're going to notice, and it's going to be—it's going to be a tremendous blessing to them. So, uh, last piece of advice on on um, how you pivot or adjust the performance: play how you feel in that particular day. Be one hundred percent Ted Loring, and you know, have your finger on the pulse, if you know what I mean. Uh, and that'll give them the best possible experience when you let yourself shine through your art you will you will touch people where they live and that's what it's all about charlie brown all right gang thanks for tuning in keep this one short and sweet i'm not uh i am not yet used to the marathon podcasts but i think maybe for right now shorter is a little bit better honest is a little bit better uh be sure to uh leave comments be sure to um uh, if you'd like, send me an email with your questions or just comment on wherever you're listening to this particular podcast, and I will acknowledge what you ask, and I will do my best to answer it in a future episode. Um, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have this outlet and, um, and letting me put my heart out there where it belongs, right there under the lights. 
This is Hannibal. I hope there is love where you are. I may not know exactly where this road is taking me. I know that I'm exactly right where I'm supposed to be. The journey is long, full of joy and pain. But as long as you're smiling, I'll stand in the rain. I've got nothing. Oh uh-huh.
I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye. <laughs>